Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Coming to you live February 11th, 11 a.m. We are going to Orlando. Three races in Indianapolis down. Two coming up in Orlando, Florida. This Saturday, the track will be an exact replica of the 2007 track, and I was there. I don't remember much about it outside of Stu and, and RC going at it. But uh, thanks for listening. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We are giving away a Fly Racing stand today uh, just simply for calling in. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. If you've got something on your mind, you want to talk some Supercross, you want to talk some motocross, uh, please give us a call. Uh, Dan Truman and Paul Parabinos on the show today as well. Thank you to Fly Racing. Their 2021 line goes back deeper than ever before. The Zone Pro goggle is a big push for those guys this year. And, of course, JB10 uses them as well as the Muckoff Honda team. Uh, also, the Formula Helmet. Uh, it's got Rion technology. It's a great helmet. It's super quiet. It's super light. And it's super safe. Thanks to Fly Racing for coming on board. And uh, please check out that all-new light pant from those guys as well. They got rid of zippers. They put the boa in the front. How weird is that? But it works. People like it. Uh, flyracing.com. I want to thank the folks at FMF Vision as well. Zach Osborne debuting the new FMF goggle. Uh, the FMF uh, powers in the details. Power is committing to all the small things which lead to innovation. Power is to see what others cannot. FMF goggles a choice of 2020 450 motocross champion Zach Osborne. Go to fmfracing.com to experience the Power Bomb and Power Core goggles now. Thank you to those guys. Max's Tires, of course, on board. MXSTs used by A-Ray and his COVID-positive ass. Uh, he won't be racing this weekend. Uh, tested positive for COVID, A-Ray. Of course, uh, we all knew that he would, and we all joked about it, and it actually came true. Imagine that. Uh, so thank you to Max's Tires, MXSTs, developed by Jeremy McGrath and used by uh, tons of riders and uh, on that uh, team and around the world. Great mountain bike tires as well. The Minion mountain bike tires are fantastic. Uh, so please check those guys out. Maxis.com for more information on that. Get, get, get an Athena, of course. Get, Scott, uh, ECUs for two-strokes and four-strokes. They're two-stroke ECUs. I think they're back in stock now. But, man, those things were, were selling like a ton. Uh, so please check that out. Wireless hour meter as well. They got data loggers. They've got an RPM dash dev device so you know exactly where you are off the start. You can't hear a lot of bikes off the start, right? Well, this thing will light up and tell you exactly where the RPM that you need. So please send us an email at, uh, using the contact form at pulpmx.com, and we will uh, pass that on to the folks at Get, and you'll get a Pulp MX deal. From the folks at Get, ProTaper has been a leader in motocross control components since 91 when it created that first oversized handlebar design. Remember when Bradshaw used that? Yeah, remember that? That was crazy. Uh, Chaparral Honda, Star Racing Yamaha, Rockstar Husky, all using ProTaper today. Whether it's the micro bar or whether it's the self-engaged launch assist, 
that continue the 30-year legacy of innovation through products like those. Uh, please check that out. Go to your local uh, Tucker Power Sports dealer or your online retailer or protipper.com to learn more from those guys. Uh, taking your calls, holding things down over there in the corner. Me, Travis Marks. Hello. Wow. Back uh, in that chair. You got a real producer in this chair again. Oh, wow. How about that? Shots fired yeah, right shots off the bat. Fired. Pew, pew. Uh, do you remember how to use that? Phones and everything? Uh, you know, over there? Like, we, you, we'll see. It's been a we'll while. A couple, couple I of, feel out of my element. Like the, the switch to turn my microphone on is in a different place. And the, right. the phones, I don't have cameras to control. It's it's a little weird. It's I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. I think you filled in last year for one of these. But but yeah, it's been rare. Yeah, probably. Right. It just likes to take a day, at least one day off a year. So. Well, it's no coincidence. I, uh, I sent tits some money last week for the entire <laughs> supercross season and said here you go tits here's the money for all year yeah uh thanks for coming in and uh, then he takes immediately the next show off i so, mean what would you do you expect anything less i expect or no- different i from expect tits? nothing else yeah. uh, of course my wife is calling me right now <laughs> she knows moto six is going on and she's look at she's calling me right she's, now she's new she doesn't know the schedule she, she's calling me right now hold on unbelievable hey babe babe Hello? Oh, yeah i'm on the air right now moto 60 still as usual yeah, I can hear you. I'm on the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Great radio. All right. All right. Look, okay. You there got we. drops during Moto 60. How about that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah you're welcome. We don't usually have that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, welcome to the chair. Thank and, you. Uh, just try not to screw it up. That's yeah, it. I'll, do, right. my, I'll do my best. No promises. Uh, let's get Parabinos and yep. and uh, and we're coming up with Dan Truman later. And uh, so thanks to everybody for listening. So yeah, we're looking forward to Orlando coming up this weekend. It's going to be fantastic. Um, Good racing so far, and this is a big race, man. Roxon just won three in a row. Webb, Tomac, somebody has to stop this guy uh, if they want to keep going in the uh, in the championship, man. Because right now, Kenny's almost got a whole race lead. Uh, fantastic to see him and and how how good he's doing. It's it's a surprising. It's very surprising to me uh, how good he is. Uh, you knew he'd be good, but this good, I don't know, man. Uh, also coming back, Dean Wilson coming back from injury this weekend. Uh, Shane McElrath. Is making his season debut on the 450 for the uh, Smart Top Honda team. Uh, Tyler Bowers, privateer hero, is making his uh, debut as well. He hasn't joined the series yet. And Max Anstey making his uh, debut for the Twisted T Suzuki team. So that's four guys coming in that 450 class uh, that are going to bump some dudes out and really piss off some riders. Uh, guys like Colin Gardner, guys like Hart Raft, who didn't make it last week, Seven Deuce Deuce, they are going to be in for it. A fight to the death with all those new guys. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch um, this week in Orlando. And, of course, I look forward to the Christian Craig-Colt Nichols battle continuing uh, this weekend in Orlando. Uh, it's their final round before a long break. Then they got one in Salt Lake and then the shootout uh, to end the thing. So, uh, lots to get into when it comes to the racing. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Pro Taper Get, FMF Vision, Maxis. Uh, again, we're going to give away a fly racing stand, of course, uh, coming in. So um should be exciting. Uh, let's go to Juan real quick here. Juan's on two. Juan, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. What's your question? So look, I was still looking at the race, and I mean, I heard, heard the show on Monday. I mean, that's an old prod. I mean, all talk about the lappers, but yeah, being that there's going to be, what, Chase Sexton coming back, uh, Shane. Uh, uh, Bowers. Bowers, Max yeah, Anstey. Crap. Bowers, Max Anstey, like it sucks, but it's gonna get worse. Um, yeah, maybe, right? Uh you know what though? Lappers are something that everybody has to deal with. They've they've affected Supercross forever. And I appreciate all the suggestions for people about how to get rid of lappers and, and, and fix Vince Freeze situations or Dean Wilson situations, but hey man, some of it goes on the leaders and that's part of the game of Supercross, right? 
and and I yeah no it's all race strategy. I race like amateur level and. And that's the same thing. Like, if, you, if they don't move, you got to find your way around it no matter what. And yeah. Safe. Yep. No, I was looking I, I at the video a lot about Ben Freezy, and he, and I, at the start, I wasn't convinced what he said. Like, oh, I kind of didn't do anything wrong. He was on the line, but yeah, like, I think, yeah, Barsha did maybe push it a little bit. A second yeah. too fast. Maybe. No, Barsha deserves some of the blame. Uh, I know everybody wants to tar and feather Vince, and I get it. He's a lapper and everything else, but what he did was, you know, similar to what Seven Deuce Seuss did right in front of him. And he says he didn't know Barsha was on him that quick. Um, you know, so yeah, when you look at it, that, Barsha needs to accept some of the blame. Not not most of the blame. Most of it goes to Vince, of course, but somewhat. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> for sure. So awesome show, man. Okay. It's been it's been awesome with this pandemic and lit, staying afloat with the work. Luckily I haven't taken a day off since the pandemic started. But oh, well, damn. you guys have been keeping me afloat and saint. So <laughs> I love to hear that. Thanks, Juan. Thank you, man. Have a good one, man. All right, thank you. All right, let's bring in our first guest here. Uh, he is from Renthal and Renthal.com. Uh, Paul Parabinos, what's up, Paul? How are you? What's up, Steve? I'm great. I'm excited to bench race with you a little bit. Awesome. Fantastic. So your your guy, Dean Wilson, you wrenched him to a national championship. He is back this weekend, right? Yeah, I, I think he's going to try. Um, his foot's still really, really sore. Mm. Uh, he, tr- he tried to ride um, yesterday. Yep. And... Yeah, yeah, the day went good. His speed was good, but he did. He was dealing with a lot of pain. So right. I, I think at this point, um, he's still uncertain if he's going to try or not. Yeah, <laughs> really, right? It's uh, look at this field and this depth, and he's out of the championship. He's out of you know having a successful year, quote unquote. Let let it heal and come back when he's ready, right? Yeah, I, 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 that's tough, right? Because you know he has obligations. Uh, it's his job to be out there racing, but if he comes back too early, it could just delay it. You yep, know. Yep. Um, so, so who knows? And it's in a tough spot, right? It's your foot, it's your toe. Uh, you can't really like pop a shot in there like you can in a shoulder or a, or a knee or something. Um, so it's a tricky one. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, right. obviously, he's going to be out there just as soon as he can be. All right, let's let's take this uh, one by one here. Four fifty class. It's already crazy deep, as we saw. Uh, we talked about Dean a little bit. Shane McElrath uh, coming in making a four fifty debut. What do you expect from him? What what would what would be the high end? for how he's going to do and what would be the low end? Um, you know, I think he's got a lot of potential, and I think high end he could be eighth. Yep. And I think low end he could be 16th. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah and just who knows. But I think, um, I think I'd let practice kind of tell the tale a little bit. I think Shane has the potential to qualify really well, and that would get his whole day going right. And I think qualifying – Maybe it's becoming more important than ever with such a deep field, and you know, gate pick is a premium, and, and you got to get you got to get your day going well. You have to have a good gate pick for the heat in order to get a good finish in the heat. Have a good gate pick for the main. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think it would have been nice to see Shane enter the enter round one and 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 kind of start out fresh with everybody. But now he's coming in with a bunch of guys who have been racing for a bit. So I think it's going to be even a, a more of an uphill task. But uh, but we'll see. Uh, Freeze, Bloss, and Tickle haven't been setting the world on fire. Do you think he steps in and is top, smart top Honda rider right off the bat? I think he has the potential to do that. I just, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I wouldn't say it's something that I'd. Yeah, it's for sure going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Yeah, uh, you're you're also buddies with Brock Tickle. Uh, he's a good dude. Uh, I'm buddies with him too. Very quiet uh, year for him. Um, haven't seen much flash. You're never going to get a lot of flash out of Brock, but I thought he'd be better, to be honest, Paul. 
Yeah, and honestly, I think he wants to be better, too. I think he's getting a bit frustrated. Um, you know, he's made comments like, I need to turn this thing around, things like that. So um, I think with Brock, he just, again, he needs to get his day going earlier and find a little more speed earlier. And then the biggest thing is I haven't seen a start out of him. Um, I, I think that's the thing that'll teach him the pace the quickest. And, uh, you know, right now the field is so tough. How many guys have the potential to, to claw their way through the field, right? Like all these guys are premium athletes that they're all on the top of the game. Um, so you have to get good starts. And I know it's cliche to say, but seriously, it's super important. And that's where he needs to focus and start, you know, he can turn things around if he starts getting those starts. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely something I haven't seen him once. Like, even in a heat, or I don't even remember him at all getting a start. Yeah, yeah. so that, that needs to change, absolutely. So I don't know what needs to go on there, but he right. needs to, uh, that needs to change. Max Anstey, Twisted T. Suzuki coming back. Of course, Max raced Supercross for a couple of years with the Star Yamaha guys. That was a long time ago. But I do believe he's a main event guy on, the, on paper. But then, shit, Paul, uh, Brandon Hartraff didn't make the main last week. Like, so maybe Max isn't a stamp it main event guy. Yeah, man, this, this class is hard, right? And I right. think um, I think that's that's what Max first and foremost has to do this weekend is make sure he's in the main event. And um, uh, I think he can be really good, but man, he just he needs to stay injury free, and he keeps getting hurt and keeps putting himself behind the eight ball. Um, so who knows? I, I think if he's in the main event, that's an awesome start. I don't know how I how he will do. And again, I think weather might have a big impact on what's happening this weekend so that could play in his favor and he could end up having a a a weekend that goes well and he gets a lot of confidence and that's you know it could jump start him into you know having a good couple you know bunch of races coming up here but got to be in the main event first i feel like watching max and outdoors last year and obviously look i saw him in europe a bunch and you know he had the epic day at at disnations and matterly but i feel like max is very loose and supercross may (laughs) not be ideal for him yeah, like, and again, I don't know, but I think um, he just he has ability, and I think he flirts with the edge maybe more than he should because he keeps getting hurt, right? Um, and maybe I'm totally off base on that, but you know, you got to admire his his character and how hard he tries, and and the ability to move back over here and try to make a life for himself. Like he's it's a gargantuan task, so I think yeah, he just needs to stay healthy and and start to get the ball rolling and build some momentum, and and we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen him on a 450 in Supercross. He hasn't raced Supercross in a while, um, and it's new to him. You know, he talks so much about developing the bike and and how much progress they made over the summer. I think it's going to be slower going in Supercross, but we'll see. 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857. We're giving away a fly racing stand. Got a few lines open yet if you want to uh, – call in and uh, talk to Mark's dog over there who was on the wrap-up show just last night. And uh, how was the wrap-up show, Mark? It was probably the best wrap-up show that there's ever been. Wow. Strong. Coming yes, out of the gate. Hot. Coming in hot. Um, hey, talking that's about what Mark springs to the table. That's what he does, yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> Tyler Bowers also making his season debut. Didn't have the support he's had in years past, so he's even more of a privateer now. Um, but, geez, last summer didn't go well for the Bear, and I don't know about jumping into Supercross halfway through. I guess if there's some whoops – uh, the bear can still ride those things, but man, he might be in for a bit of a shock here. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I think um, I, I expect him to be in the main event. Um, again, in this field, that's, that's saying I, I, that's that, you know, that's, that's an accomplishment in this field. There's so many talented dudes, but I expect him to be in the main event. I think he's going to be better prepared than he was last year. 
Um, a lot of changes to his program last year. Again, I think he moved across country last year. There's a lot of stuff going on there. So I think he's much more settled in Florida. Um, he's taken the time to make sure he's prepared instead of rushing to, to, to Houston and not being prepared. So hopefully that pays dividends. But, yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? I, yeah. All I know is that as a fan, you know, as an industry fan, and I think we're, um, it's going to be exciting to watch on Saturday. We're kind of getting an, an, like some fresh blood. Yeah, you know, and then we have 250 West coming too, so right. that'd be cool. He, uh, yeah, I just think like in the years past, he did a lot of testing from Showa, so he had factory stuff. You know, Cowie gave him some stuff. I think he's not doing that program again, so you know, he may have a worse bike than he's had in years past, and he may have you know that kind of stuff. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Bear's a good dude, though. I hope he hope he does well. Um, hey, 2007. This is a this is a repeat of the 2007 Orlando track. Were you there that day? I was there. That was, um, I was a mechanic that night. I believe it was kind of like when I first started becoming a mechanic, I actually was in Orlando in 2005 as well. And I was supposed to race that night. Um, I might've been my last supercross. I'm not sure, but I ended up getting pink eye in both eyes and I couldn't race. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so yeah, I'm familiar with Orlando. I, I lived in Orlando for six years, maybe it was five, um, went to school at UCF. So, very familiar with that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I was there in 2007. I think I was working for DeHaan. Oh, Canada's own. Yes, sir. Dougie D. Do you think um, – I don't know how close this track will be to that. I mean, it's supposed to be a replica. It's supposed to be the same track. But, obviously, we're on 454 strokes now. Everyone is, as opposed to back then. Um, but I wonder, like, do they have to adjust it? Do they have to? Can they drop the same track in? I don't know. I, it probably will be built different. The dirt will be a little different. I mean, right? who who the hell knows? But, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I still think in 2007 already the tracks were kind of going more towards the style they are now. I think mm-hmm. it was the early 2000s where you're really steep tracks, really big whoops. Um, so I think already in 2007 it's it was more close to what we're dealing with now. Right. Interesting question on Monday's Pulp Show. I asked uh, everyone in studio here. Who should be more worried, or who are you more worried for, uh, Adam Cincirillo or Zach Osborne? I pred- predicted both guys would win races this year. Um, Adam's the only one that's got a podium. Uh, Zach hasn't sniffed it. Uh, he has ridden pretty well. Uh, Adam has gone backwards uh, due to a small injury. So, Paul, I'll ask you, who, who should be more worried, or who are you more worried for? That's a tough question. Um because, yeah, it needs to start happening, right? Because, you know, we always talk preseason, how many winners are we going to have? And, and now we're at round, going to round seven. And, and I think it's getting hard for me to get on board with, are there going to be any more new winners? I kind of see the guys that have already won to keep winning. Um, so I, I think, um, you know, Adam's been at the front more. At least he's gotten a podium. He's been, he's won heat races. Uh, I think think you know he can he can still get there but you know zach's been he's got to be kind of frustrated right i think when he when he blew that podium at houston two or whatever what have you um that kind of really has snowballed things into a way where he's kind of just keeps get being around 10th and that has to be frustrating the hell out of him so um i don't know who i'm more worried for it so i I guess, I guess Zacho. I guess I <laughs> they're both kind of not where they need to be, or I'm sure they're both frustrated personally. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got to both be frustrated because I know you know you know what they expect of each other based on what they've done, and and they both won races um, in this class in the summer. So 
they should be getting trophies in, in this class in Supercross. I'm sure that's where they're at, right? But um, uh, I keep going back to the same cliche thing. If you get starts and you lead laps, everything else will follow. That's the biggest thing. You have to see the front a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's hopefully they can they can try to do something there. All right, we got some phone calls for uh, Paul Parabinos here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. First up, it's uh, it's Jonathan. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's what's your question? Uh, it's more of a comment or suggestion. Um, with the, you know all the lappers and uh, the bikes are getting faster, have we just outgrown the stadiums and maybe we should go more to like NASCAR uh, arenas or 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 just more outdoor stuff? What's your thoughts on well, that? Yeah, definitely the 450s have hurt racing. Uh, the smaller tracks cause more lappers, you know, shorter lap times. Uh, I don't think you can leave the stadiums, though. It's just too convenient. It's too, too easy to sell tickets, Jonathan. It's too, you know, I don't know if you could go to the NASCAR style or like Daytona or what we're doing in Atlanta, Paul. Do you, do you see anything like that? No, I mean, and I, I don't know that it, this is the fix, but I, I think the tracks need to be more difficult, personally. But that's scary for injuries, right? Because you – these guys are going to jump something even gnarlier, but at least it's their choice at that point, right? It's like, how much do you want to risk? How far do you want to jump? But at least slow the tracks down, make them more condensed, make them more difficult, and you get more separation that way. But that'll just increase more lappers too, right? So I don't have the answers. I don't know. How do you fix it? Uh, maybe you don't. And and I think lappers is a hot topic right now, and we'll be on a different hot topic in a month from now. So yeah. who knows? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It's uh, It's a little tough to say for sure. But thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Uh, Todd, you got a Pulp Max Fantasy question. Steve, how are you? Good. What's going on? Good, good. Hey, I want to pick your brain a little bit on Supercross Fantasy Strategy. Before that, hey, do nice nice fix up on your e-bike. I saw that on Instagram. Looks like you're doing a lot of work to it. Yeah, yeah. I got some Noble Wheels on it, put that DVO shock on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm setting it yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those DVO guys are pretty cool. So um, I like working with those guys, too. Cool. So... Supercross Fantasy. I'm finding myself in a little bit of a need you guys' help. So we're, what, round 7 of 17? And, you know, pulling the trigger to – I made a mistake last year of swinging for the fences the last round of the outdoors mm -hmm. and went from – what do you call it when the combined – you know, little number plates you all win at the end of the year? Yeah, top, top um, 100, yep. Yeah, yeah, I went from number 7 to 27 on the last race because I oh. went for it, and I made a big old mistake. Like, dude, that stunk. But – so here we are, like right now, I'm sitting, I'm playing your industry idiots, but I'm trying to learn from my mistakes and not get too impatient because I'm doing fairly well, sitting right. number 18 actually nice. on your league. But at some point you've got to pull the trigger, first lap leaders I'm now learning to shy away from, but I don't know when you have to just start picking the, you know, Simonson guys, which I missed last time, but looking for some input, that's all. What do you think, Paul? You've been in this position where you've been winning motorcycles, and, and you know what I mean? Like, I know this year isn't going yeah. great for neither one of us, but w w give uh, give Todd some, some strategy stuff here. He's, he's doing pretty well in Idiots. There's money on the line here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think where you're at, if I was where you are, you have to continue to try to stay very, very disciplined in what your picks are, and your focus has to be eight guys in the main event every single weekend. Um, you have to let the guys around you make mistakes because we're all going to look at the lap times after practice and see that 16 guy who qualified 16th and you want to go for him and he can absolutely ruin your weekend and then you start this downward spiral, right? So um, it's a long season. We're, only, we're not even halfway. 
and everybody's prerogative and, and ambitions and emotions come into fantasy with your picks, which is crazy to say, but, but, uh, but it does. And I think if you're, if you're sitting top 20, keep status quo, keep trying to, you know, hit that average every week, whichever it was. And I think a good strategy is to go back and look what the average score was of the series winner from last year and aim for that every weekend. Don't aim for the 52s oh, because those, those can yeah, get you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. H2 is the one that killed a lot of us, and that was my, you know, a 200 even. It was my, that's the lowest score I've got, but Must that be was nice. a painful one from Must many of us. Must be nice to have so. 200 as a low score. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. but, 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 but Todd, anyway. I think Paul, Paul hit on something. Get the eight yeah. in, even if you yeah. don't, you know, get max points, get the eight in. Yeah, the 26, 20. And I like somebody's input on the uh, the fantasy show about sometimes it's a good idea to pick a couple all-stars. So never done it, but this might be one I, I throw that out there. So yeah. um, anyway, that's yep. uh, that's all I got okay. for you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, Paul, the uh, with the 450 class, the way it is right now, and like Shane's, I think Shane's a four and Bowers is an eight or what, like there's, we're not getting, you know, you picking two all-stars in 450s is not a bad strategy. No, not at all, because at least you know you're going to have them all in. I mean, I think we're going to have some gnarly guys that have made lots of mains not make it this weekend because of this new talent coming in, and who knows, right? So you can't, especially if you're in his position, you can't take that gamble, especially on a weekend like this. So though there will be weekends when you will obviously see that, hey, this is the weekend I can grab some big points, but you just have to, you can't make those mistakes along the way. And, and we have 250 West coming up, that first round of 250 West is going to be opportunity for big points. You've got to nail it that weekend. Um, so, so yeah, I think 450 class, uh, temper your expectations, I think, this weekend. Right. Uh, FMF Vision on board with this show. Uh, Joey Savacci, Bogle in the FMF goggle, along with Osborne and Osby, of course. Thanks to Max's Tires. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, Get. Thank you to ProTape and, of course, FlyRacing.com. Uh, Paul, we made massive jokes about the first rider to get COVID would be Alex Ray. And he, it actually came true. But I guess I don't know what to say anymore. It's A-Ray. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've heard a bunch of different things on this topic and even how tests are being conducted and whatnot. And, yeah, it's a, it's a sensitive subject. I think we all knew it was going to happen. It was going to impact somebody. I really hope it doesn't impact one of our top title contenders because that's – Man, that would be shitty to have something like that happen. You lose points because of that. But um, yep. But uh, but, yeah, uh, tricky subject. Yeah, it, it would be a right, of course. But let's talk some more about that. Caleb wants to wants to bring that up. Caleb, what's going on? You want to talk about COVID and a right? I, I, I do. Um, my question is, so A-Ray's not allowed to race. He has COVID. Um, what about his mechanic? You know, we, we talked about uh, previously if a team manager or something like that contacted COVID that, you know, the rider probably wouldn't be able to race. Um, is his mechanic allowed to go to the race? Yeah, the, the mechanic. Is it anything his, like that? His mechanic, Mike, was sick, uh, but they, okay. they said it was chemical pneumonia, which is, it, yeah. Like, really weird, but that's what they diagnosed him with. He tested negative for COVID. Uh, he actually went to the hospital. Uh, he was that sick, but he's fine now. Okay. And then the rest of the team has tested negative. So, uh, yeah, okay. it was A-Ray said he started feeling it on Friday, and he went to the track on Saturday and felt like shit, and then that was, you know, he said Sunday was really bad, and he got tested Monday. So oh. that's the timeline from what I know. And then, yeah, everybody is everybody that he's been in contact with is tested negative from what I understand. 
Okay, interesting. So, yeah, yeah. It, it just seemed like it was a super huge deal, like, oh, if someone were to contract COVID, you know, even if the rider didn't test positive with contact tracing, oh, yeah. it seemed like no, they it, were trying to make it a big deal, and now it seems like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. I'm with so. you. Look, look, I think Roxon's mechanic tested positive for COVID a few weeks ago. He wasn't at the race, and I heard he, he did. And we were told before the year, like, look, man, if someone around you tests positive, you're all getting put in isolation. You won't be able to race. Yeah. And, and so I, I asked around, and I was told, yeah, no, everybody tested negative, you know, on Honda. Everyone was around him and uh, tested negative, and so everyone was, everything was fine. And I, that was not what we were told to start the year. So, obviously, things change. People learn new things. People figure it out. But uh, it definitely was supposed to be that way from what I, from what I gathered uh, from the preseason call. So, uh, but but they ran around and they te- they got the the PCS te- PCS test PCR PCR sorry PCR and uh, and everybody yeah. was negative so they they let's go racing so okay In- right. interesting but is that also surprising that they they changed their their rules halfway through the year no no it's not yeah and and, and you know okay. what truthfully in their defense. You know, maybe they were just telling us to scare everybody, right? Like, oh, if you test yeah. negative, you're all going to be banned, right? They're just trying to scare everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe that wasn't right, the awesome. actual rule. But thanks, Caleb. Yep. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's go to Gary on two. Uh, Gary, you want a Tomac question? Yeah. Uh, you know, chance of rain, I think, this weekend still and possible mud. But uh, I don't think we've heard any talk yet about, uh, you know, Salt Lake City and Tomac having a freakish ride. Um, what are your thoughts of maybe going on a little stretch? Um, well, starting starting with the mud ride. I mean, right. we got a, we got Daytona coming up, right? And he's been so good there. Uh, but Paul, uh, this is about the time Paul when Tomac starts heating up. Yeah, we're getting around there, right? And um, I mean, I think if it's muddy on Saturday, I I still like Kenny just because he's been getting such good starts, and I think he could get in the front and, and have clean air and jump jump everything in the mud. Um, but yeah, Tomac has put in great mud rides in before, and before he's really good when the track's destroyed, right? And I think that's what mud brings. Um, he can still do the obstacles every single lap and hold the pace the entire race. So. Um, yeah, we got two Orlandos, and then we have Daytona, and then, um, you know, the three Atlantas are, are Daytona style. I think dirt may be the big difference, but um, but weather is going to come into play uh, uh, here for a while. Do you – I feel like Kenny's good in the mud too, though. Like – Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like – I feel like uh, I don't remember one guy being, you know, really good in the mud. Um, Barsha's good in the mud. AP's good in the mud. Those guys come to mind that, that, that they get a little better, but – Roxon and Tomac, uh, I think they're just good everywhere, no matter they'll what. They'll be fine. So, yeah, they'll be fine. Uh, thanks, Gary. Thanks for the call. Absolutely. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by FMF Vision, Maxis, Get, and Pro Taper. Dan Truman coming up here right away. Jesse's on one. Jesse, what's going on? What's your question? Yeah, I was just wondering with the uh, AMA and other excellent um, ruling they're doing, are they doing any drug testing this weekend? Or have they done it this this I, year? I obviously I haven't heard of any. Um, I've been at the races, everyone except for this one, and normally that's when you find out there's drug testing is after the race when you're in the pits, and the rider's not around. You hear that they went to drug testing, or sometimes you see them walking with an official uh, after the podium, walking into the bowels of the stadium. Um, but I haven't heard of any drug testing this year, Jesse. Yet, so cool. Thank you. All right, thanks. Uh, let's go to one last question for Paul here. Andy's on four. Andy, what's going on? Just living the dream, Steve. How about you? Uh, yeah. If you want to call it that, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, you're sitting in the big chair at the Fold Show. Come uh, on. You know, listen, Marks is actually in charge of everything, so let's just remember that. You're in the ship. The uh, uh, I love your I love your May, A and B Main idea. I mean, I'm not a fan of all your ideas, right? But I do love the A and B Main. They have the the qualifying sessions A and B. You know, yep. so wh- why, that would be an easy sell or an easy sell to sell for you. Could you get in there and help uh, these guys out? Uh, you know that, what? That I, I, I asked about that one time. They told us. Uh, they said uh, they don't want any extra races. They just don't want any extra races. They don't have time in the program. They don't want to do it. I think a B main would be fantastic. It would give a lot of riders a chance to uh, shine and get a little bit of TV time. Make it a five lap race. Uh, make it to start the night. Whatever it is, Paul, I, I think it'd be great to keep track of a B main points and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it, yeah, it I don't gives. Know. I don't oh, know. Pa- Paul, you're not down with it. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, like. Uh, when you get to a Supercross and the night show starts and you're going to bring out all the guys that, um, you know, that nobody knows really, like, I don't really love that move. And um, I don't know. I, I, I agree with Feldman that, like, I, I can see that they don't want any more racing, right? Like, they have to get – they have to groom the track. Otherwise, the stars are going to, you know, keep getting hurt. So, um, qualify. And race day, man. Okay. There's your certificate. It alleviates your lapper deal. It gives the it gives the, the lower placing guys the cheers, the well, seven no, it doesn't, it doesn't it, it gives them air time. No, we'll still, have, know, we'll it, still it, have lappers. Andy, we'll still have lappers. We'll still have lappers. Oh, for sure. You're always gonna have lappers, but now you got now you got fifteen and fifteen in, in an A and B. So you're really cutting it down. It gives those other guys incentive to make the uh oh, okay. um, the, the A main, right. you know, I think I think it's good. I think I think it's your job, Steve, to lobby for the little guy. Get him in there. Okay. Get him some airtime. I'll work on it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you see, that's my job, Paul, to lobby for the little guy. So got it. No, you do a good job of that. You, if anyone gives back to privateers, it's Steve you, Mathis. You sure. uh, you are the most anti-participation trophy person I know. So there's no way that you would go for a B main. I understand that in your in your in your life's values. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. All right, Paul. Before we let you go here on the on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty show, uh, give me your winners for this week in Orlando. Um, I'm gonna go Christian Craig. Okay. Two fifty class. Does he just beat and... Nichols straight up? He just he just wins straight up. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Okay, but. I, I just don't know, but I think it's going to be one of those two. So I got to, you know, I don't know. I'm going to go Craig, just a hunch. Okay. And, and uh, 450 class, uh, man, I I, I want to, like, the fan in me wants to pick somebody different than Roxon, but my brain is telling me to pick Roxon, right? Um, because he's just been so good. Right. So, um, but I got to think that guys like Cooper and Tomac have to they have to upset this apple cart here at some point because they can't keep letting this happen if they want to turn this title around and put themselves in the middle of it they have to do something so um i'm gonna go with uh i'll go with cooper okay sounds good man uh well hey thanks for the time on the show i appreciate it and uh we'll talk soon buddy thank you sweet take care All right, thanks flyracing.com moto 60 show presented by the folks at fmf vision maxis Pro Taper and the folks at Get as well. Get and Athena, a big part of a lot of what we're doing on the show. And speaking of that, let's get our next guest on here from Get and Athena. It's Dan Truman. What's up, Dan? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I, I was just looking over some points. Uh, you'll love it. The 
250 guys, guys like Grant Harlan, should already be in the 50s for next year. So, oh, that's um, going to be great. I, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. Be... He's got uh, he's got about 30 more points than Marty Davalos, who's made all four, you yep. know, or all six, you know, main yep. events in the 450 class. Um, so he should be in the 50s. Marty's Marty will be in about the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Harlan is, you know, he's twice the water Marty is. So absolutely deserves <laughs> it. He absolutely deserves yeah, and it. And it's not Harlan's fault, but uh, oh yeah, it's just it's the stupidest rule in the sport by far. <laughs> Um, hey, the RPM uh, dashboard from Get, that's the latest and greatest thing. How's that going? Yeah, it's good. Uh, we just launched it. Uh, pretty excited. Uh, Tony Caroli, Prado, who obviously anybody who watches GPs knows that Prado and those guys get really good starts. So it's it's something big from us. Uh, it works as an RPM dash. It works with an OEM ECU, uh, a Git ECU, obviously, or even our competitors, Vortex ECU. So it's it's something cool for all the bikes, universal, and uh, works as an RPM dash for the start. So we're really excited to launch that, and and we're pumped that Tony and Prado and those guys are using it. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's big for us. So. And how the, last time I talked to you about this, it was a little while ago, but you guys couldn't keep t- two-stroke ECUs in stock. How's that going? Yeah, we don't have them. <laughs> yeah, the t- it's mainly the TPIs, the okay. KTM yep. Husky TPIs. Yep. Um, we make a really good relocation kit with it. <clears throat> relocates the injectors for it. Um, some of our big distributors, we work with all the major distributors. They have some in stock, and some of our other guys, like Takamoto, who's in Vegas by you, and they have some in stock. But we just almost every bike that is sold gets one um, because it's such a good kit for it. Right. And, uh, I mean. We we have a lot of projects, so we can only make so many of certain things. So yeah, for sure. Well, and honest, honestly, yep. inventory's been tough. I mean, yep. People have seen that overseas; they got hit with this pandemic pretty hard. So getting product from our factories has been tough. Absolutely. Well, if you want something, uh, you want a deal on something from Get and Athena, uh, please email us using the contact form at pulpmex.com. I'll pass it on to Dan, and he will give you a Pulpamex Show listener discount from uh, anything you need from Get or Athena. So, um, dude, is Roxon better? Now than he was before the injury? Uh, I don't think so. No? Um, okay. I think he's in a really good place, like uh, home life, uh, you know, as Kiefer would call it. I okay. think he's happy. I think that's good. But you got to remember, Kenny's been in this position the last few years as well, right? Like, you know, Cooper and, and Eli have kind of come on around this time of the year. So I think that he needs to – if he wins the next couple or, or continues to be first or second, then, yes, we could maybe say that. But – I think we kind of all jumped on the Kenny bandwagon saying, oh, he's so great again, and he is. His starts have been awesome. I think the bike's working really good for him. But we've also only went to two stadiums, which are kind of the same setups, dirt-wise and things like that. So curious to see how it goes once they go to maybe Orlando, Daytona, things like that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously Daytona, that's Tomac's house. This Atlanta thing will be three of them, and it will be a lot like Daytona, right? So, yeah, you know, Kenny needs to get out, I think, a little bit and, and see what happens. But Man, his starts, his corners, his fitness, obviously, he just looks so yeah, good. Yeah, and he, he's been awesome. Um, you know, we look at, obviously, working with the teams, we look at lap times and break them down. His first 10 minutes of the race have been amazing every week. He does slowly drop off like that, maybe because he has a little bit of a lead in some races. The one race he didn't get a good start on was his worst race of the year. So, you know, a lot of things – can you know I, I listen to Paul and these guys are all so close right yeah like Cooper and Kenny and Eli I think those three have kind of jumped ahead of the rest but I think that if Cooper can Cooper or Eli can knock off a couple wins it you know it changes the whole game yeah absolutely and you know uh you know JT likes to give me shit for this because I said Roxon wouldn't be a title contender in the fact that I didn't have confidence 
in him going through 17 rounds without something hitting him, some affliction hitting him, whether it's sickness, whether it's shingles, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, uh, he hasn't been able to, to stay up there for the 17 rounds or 12 rounds of outdoors. So, yeah, and I don't disagree with you at all, and that's what I'm saying. He's been in this position yep. the last few years, right? And then whether it's an illness or an injury or, or something, he, he does seem happier, and I think these races so far have played into his favor, right? Just going to one city, staying in his bus or, or house, and yep. it's played into his favor. I really do think that. I think that if he can do that after 12 races and he's still in this position, then you know we'll have a different conversation, obviously. I asked this to everybody on the Pulp Show Monday. I asked this to Paul. I will throw it to you, too. Uh, AC or Osborne, who are you more worried for? Who, who's, been, uh, who's been more stressful, do you think? I, I would say, I mean, I would go Osborne. Yep. Probably for the fact that AC had an injury. You know, Zach was coming off of a championship, mm-hmm. and kind of. I think he had a pretty good offseason. I think Zach has the speed every week to be in the top five. I still put him in my top five almost every week, and it's just like a bad start or a dumb mistake like we've seen in, in Houston where he just falls in the last turn or um, things like that. AC, AC has a podium, and he, um, I mean, he has the speed. I think he's not in shape yet. I think that's the biggest thing with AC. Yeah, he's, he's got a leg muscle bothering him too, you know? Um, yeah, he had, so, he had yeah. a big elbow injury, which was kind of kept pretty quiet on the off season, right. and that you know that that set him back a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, it'll be two guys that I just I, I really thought both of them would get a win. I, now, now looking at the Web and Tomac and Roxon, um, I don't know if both guys get a win anymore. I don't know if I'm there. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see many other guys winning this right. year. Yes, you know, I think Barsha could still get another win. Um, he, you know, he's had his his speed, but AC and Zach, you know, Zach's not going in at the end of last year. But when you look at it, and these guys kind of put themselves in these positions, the winners have kind of already won. I think, you know, mm-hmm. when you go Eli, yeah. you know, Cooper and Kenny and those guys and Barsha. So I don't think there'll be many more winners. Right, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We are still giving away a Fly Racing stand to a caller. So please give us a call. Let's talk some Orlando. And uh, and uh, whatever else is going on with that. Zach, so Zach Osborne raced Orlando in 07. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't make the night show. <laughs> Crazy. I, I know. He told us that. And I was like, what? Yeah, he didn't yeah. make the night show. Uh, a, different, a different time. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, obviously McElrath uh, out of Bowers and Anstey and McElrath making their season debut this w- Saturday. Obviously McElrath to me is the uh, guy to, to be the best out of those three, and I'm sure you agree. Yeah, I agree. I think Shane had a really good off season. Uh, it was a bummer that he had that shoulder injury just you know weeks before the first round. Uh, from everything I had heard, he was the best you know best one on the team speed wise. So I think Shane makes the main event. The rest of the guys, I think, would be they would be happy if they did make the main event. The class is tough, and Anstey hasn't raced Supercross in a really long time. Never on a 450. Bowers is coming in and. You know, should make the main event. I just don't know where he fits with his program situation. So yeah, right. I think uh, Shane's the best one of the of the group. Yeah, I mean, you look at Hartraft, who didn't make the main, and I, I mean, I, it's you know, obviously, I think Hartraft's a better rider than the seven deuce deuce. Uh, sorry, not sorry, but Adam made in the main event, and Hartraft didn't even really come really close to it. You know, and so yeah. to me, I look at Bowers, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I think yeah, it might be tough. I, I think I think Tyler is you know. He's very capable of it. We're not saying that. It's just the class is tough, right? So you're going to have now in this LCQ going for four spots, you're going to have guys like Hartraff and Bowers and, and all these guys are going to be double the amount of guys. You know, you also have Wilson coming back this weekend who bumps somebody else out. So it's going to be difficult for sure. 
Who's the privateer, Dan, in the 250 class, 250 East class? Who's the privateer that you know nothing about and, and has impressed you? Like you knew nothing. I mean, there's probably a bunch of them, but is there one or two guys that stood out that you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I obviously follow up pretty close, so I do know things about like Harlan and yeah. and Verizzi, yep, you know, yep. being on the Orange Brigade and things like that. Jeremy Hand, but I mean, honestly, the the 193, we we joke and call him Yager Geertz. I didn't know anything about him. I picked him <laughs> like at round two. I was the only one who picked him. And yeah, you wrote, were on board that early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just had speed, right? He's from El Paso, Texas. I thought it was a typo. Um, and he messaged me on Instagram, you know, a really nice message, and and. It seems like he's a hard worker, but like honestly, I probably heard of everybody else on this list. Right. But uh, I didn't know him. I Hunter, Hunter Slosher. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know anything about him. I mean, even like obviously T.J. Albright rides an MTF and yeah, all these yeah. guys. I knew. I knew these guys, but I really just knew nothing about him. Nothing. <laughs> and I mean, he he does have speed. He qualified top ten one weekend. Which yeah. Was, I mean, even if it's a beat practice, that's impressive. Look, I picked so. him twice in Pulp Mex Fantasy. The last two times I could pick him. And both times he made it to the LCQ. And both times I was not sweating it. I was, I was like, this guy gets good starts. He's got good speed. He's got this. He's got this LCQ, and he's come through for me both times. That's where I'm at with Hunter Slauger. Like I'm just like, oh, he's in. I'm so confident of it. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it was good. He's, he has speed, right? And the old saying, Mitch, we can work with speed. Yeah. So he has speed. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. Hey, uh, looking ahead to the, to the West a little bit, uh, Justin Cooper just got back on the bike, right? He might be a bit behind. Uh, Jordan Smith is healthy, I hope. He's riding, yeah. right? Um, yeah, he's healthy. Uh, Jeremy Martin's probably the favorite, would you say? I would put Jeremy Martin as the favorite, yep. Yeah, which is crazy when you think about it because he, you know, he, I don't know, he's got four or five wins in four or five years, let's say. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he's the favorite right now. Yeah, for me, I think there's there's a group of five guys that are that are podium contenders, maybe six guys, and then there is a huge group of guys from sixth to twelfth, sixth to fifteenth, I think maybe even, of the Jordan Baileys, the oh, Jace Owens, those kind of guys. You know, I I don't know where Jaleek Swole and you know guys like that fall in place, but I think they're all in that group. Right. I I do think March Banks is going to be better than people think. Okay, uh, he he did win Daytona last yeah. year. He wasn't terrible in Salt Lake City before his crash. <clears throat> he had a you know a good off season with a new team, so I do think March Banks is going to be pretty good. Um, it doesn't sound like the Troy Lee team will have anybody starting the series, from my understanding. So that's a bummer for the Gas Gas guys. Yeah. But uh, you know Pierce Brown will come back. Maybe yeah. I don't know what? Daytona, Dallas, something like that. Right, and uh, and also Styles Robertson. Looking forward to seeing that. I don't know if he. I don't know what kind of level he's at. You know, Styles. Uh, we'll right, like, and him and Jalik seem to be very close in speed, and I think they fall into that tier two for me. The right. the sixth through twelfth. Uh, I think it's those guys: Jordan Bailey, Jason, and it's that whole group of guys for me. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, how's he been looking? You you see him a lot. Yeah, he's getting stronger. He's definitely not 100% yet. Uh, he had, you know, a pretty serious surgery and things like that, so he got on the bike late. But Hunter's speed isn't an issue. It's just he needs to stay healthy and get stronger. Um, he's going to become a Tier 1 guy. I just don't know if it's going to be at Orlando yet. Right. Okay. So, yeah, take a little bit of time to, to get up to speed. Uh, yeah. I, I get it. 702-586-7857. Got a few lines open yet. Give us a call. We have a, a fly racing stand to give away. Thanks to Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Maxis, and, of course, the folks at Get and Athena for coming on the show. As always, uh, email us if you want a deal from the folks at Get and Athena, flyracing.com, 
Justin Brayton, uh, uh, rocking fly racing, of course. And uh, also, too, speaking of fly racing, the muck-off team, um, Mitchell Harrison, right, for the West? Right. So yeah. you have Harrison, you have three pro circuit guys, and you, you know, Jordan Smith, McAdoo's going to be pretty good. Yep. And then they have a rookie, which, you know, we don't know how he's going to come in. He's a rookie with Seth Hamaker. And then Star Racing has four guys. I don't even know how many are racing. I know <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like Fry and Thrasher are both racing, but I don't know. Maybe maybe you could find out. But, you know, that's seven guys just between PC and Star. You yep. put in Harrison. I think the class, maybe the best guys are Christian Craig and Nichols. Maybe they're the fastest of the group. Yep. But it will be deeper, like deeper yeah, through yeah, the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting to say that. You're probably right. I would take Craig and, and Nichols, right? Yeah, as two the two best guys. Like when we go into the East West shootout, I think Craig and Nichols could go one two, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, yep, yep. give or take. But I don't think Grant Harlan's going to get right. fifth oh, in or, the East West shootout. Right. Or Faulkner if he's healthy and feeling good. Right. He might be exactly. The, he, right. He yeah. might be in the next group. Hey, you've uh, obviously uh, you're you're tight with Chad Reed over the years, and he sold his compound there in Florida, and you're down there a lot. You're working, doing some stuff with those guys there. Savachi went left the goat farm because the star guys bought it. Anderson is there as well. So how, how's that been over there with the, with the group you got going on? It's good. We got a good group. Um, like you said, Savachi's there. Jason Anderson's there. The two Lawrence brothers are there. Jonah Geyser's there. He uh, he made some 250 uh, East main events. And then uh, also we have an amateur, Garrett Hoffman, that's there. So that's a kind of our group right yep. now. Yep. Um, and it's really good. You know, the guys push each other pretty good. And, uh, you know, we have some guys that pop in here or there, um, some top-level guys that come in and, and ride for a day or so just to, you know, just to give us input on the track and things like that. Uh, Chad was there all last month. Uh, he did some riding. He hadn't ridden since Salt Lake on a Supercross track. Um, kind of gave us some of his input. So, yeah, it's been awesome. And it's been it's cool to kind of see the other side of it and how much work goes into it. I've always seen it with Chad, but right. uh, working with Jet is way different than working with Joey, right? Like just being there on a day-to-day basis. And uh, does, uh, does Chad have a free reign to come in anytime he wants, or does he have to call? <laughs> he actually called yesterday and asked, oh. Oh, okay. uh, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, him and Ellie called. That you know they're looking at coming down, doing some bicycle racing, uh, and you know uh, just being respectful. He called and asked, "Hey, can I come park the trailer and, and ride a couple of days with the kids?" So right. yeah, he does call. Right. Uh, how's Jet health wise? Is he, is he back to 100? percent Do you think, or will this weekend be a little bit of a struggle again? Yeah, I think he's going to be a little bit of a struggle again. Right. Um, it's it just you know with the movement of the shoulder, yep. it's just not it's not there yet. I would say he's third. I don't think he beats Colton and Christian this week. Right. But after the break, then, you know, obviously it'll be back to 100%. But I would be surprised if he had anything for Christian and Colt this week. I uh, I don't think he really likes me that much, but I'm happy for Joey Savacci. Uh, uh, he's, he's been a top 10 guy the last couple of weeks. Um, like, it's been a, it was a rough 2020 for him. He's got a good bike. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked that he can, you know, he's probably not where he wants to be. Joey's never very positive. Uh, but um, he probably needs to be more positive, to be honest. But anyways, I like uh, I like what he's been doing. That's cool. It's really cool. He definitely has a different personality. I've got the I, I helped Joey on the weekends a little bit with with filming and stuff, and he's different, right? Like my best friend is Paul, that was just on the show, and and Paul and Joey do not they don't like each other, right? right, right. Uh, so it's kind of weird. But um, Joey's got a different personality. That's what it is. Joey had his I would say his best day yesterday that he's had. Uh, this year so I look for him to be in the top eight this weekend I really do think he'll be I think he'll be seventh or eighth um he had a really good day yesterday and he's just he's getting better and I really think Michael Byrne helps him I really do I think Michael Byrne is 
is so underrated as a, a team manager and like kind of a riding coach. I think he's really underrated, and yeah, I, I agree. Think that he's, uh, I think he's helping Joey a lot. I think a factory team should snag burner. Somebody, somewhere along the line, should get him. Should get him. I, I mean, I'm a little biased because I've been around him a long time, right. but he's really good with the riders. He's, I mean, when you think about it, he has more podiums than, than Joey or Malcolm Stewart or any of these guys in that class, right? Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's been there, he's seen it, he's been on the factory teams, and he's just really good, and he, he can relate to it, you know? And, uh, yep. yeah, I think he's helping those guys out. I actually think he's helping Jet and Hunter, too, a lot, you know? Not on a direct, you know, like working yeah. with them, but just, yeah. hey, you know, why don't you try this or try yeah, that? Yeah. And, and no. I think it's helping. Really, really soft-spoken, quiet guy, but very, very smart. Um, yeah. let's, uh, let's get some phone calls here. Tyler wants to talk about Jason Anderson. What's up, Tyler? How's it going, Steve? Good. Um, yeah, just it's been a weird season for him, but he's not like he doesn't seem like typical Jason Anderson. Um, usually, he's a little more aggressive and stuff like that. Is there something going on with him, or I mean, within? Well, he had the finger yeah. injury, right? You knew that. Yeah, you knew about that, right? Um, but he, he just doesn't seem like he's a front runner lately. Like I remember the other, I don't remember what race, but I had to run the miss of some food, and then I come back and I see Anderson in the LCQ, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, well, that was a different deal. But I, I mean, I'm with you. He hasn't been as good. Uh, I've got my theories about Anderson a little bit, just as far as um, I just feel like. Look, he left Alden Baker. He's got a Supercross championship. He makes a lot of money. He can get mm-hmm. top five, six. And, uh, and not be all in like he was when he won a Supercross title. That's sort of my theory about him, and that's where we'll, we'll see where he's at. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I disagree with that a little bit. I know we've talked about this on, on other shows before. I do think him leaving Alden, you know, and then people are like, oh, he's not at Alden no more. But you've got to remember, he left Alden's, and then he went and won the first national last year. Yeah, well, the, you know? the moto, the moto, yeah. The first that moto, yeah. He, yeah. And, you know, so – he works a lot harder than, than I even I thought. So I don't know exactly what his off season was. He wasn't he wasn't with us in Florida. He was in New Mexico and California. He he's come back now and this week he's working like it was his championship year. He and maybe that's because people are on him about his results, but Yeah. And he busted his ass this week, you know? So right, right. um Is the finger is the he, finger still an issue or is it Yeah, it's an issue, but I mean I don't I think it's a it's a minor issue. Right, it is right. an issue. It does hurt, yeah. but I don't think it's causing him to right. to lose any positions per right, se. Right. You know, I do think that maybe he came in underestimating guys like Barsha or you know maybe mm-hmm. AP and and Dylan and guys like that. Right. So it's just a little bit harder when he could have just gotten fourth before and maybe not. Yep. You know, had to push as hard. So, sure. uh, Tyler, do you uh, do you want the fly racing stand? I I would love to, but I don't have a bike up oh. right at the moment. Well, I, like, I like your honesty. Thanks for the question, man. Thank you. All right. All thanks. Right, see you. Uh, let's go to Jake on one. Jake, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? I just want to let you know I appreciate you uh, uh, getting back to me a couple weeks ago. I sent you an email regarding uh, uh, Yamaha, and I, I didn't expect you to get back to me, but you did, and I appreciate it. Uh, what was that about? I don't even remember. What was it about? I was looking, I was looking for a YZ250. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you get one? Did those dealers? Host- I did. Okay, cool. No, thanks. I did. I was able to find one. That's what the guys like Mike at Yamaha are for. Um, Yamaha Blue Crew guys, they take care of it. So it, it was really on him. I just forwarded it, you know, and tried to ask for help. So um, I'm glad it worked out. Do you want a fly racing stand for that bike? Hey, Steve, I really appreciate it, but my stand is perfectly good. I, I would feel bad taking it. Okay. All right. No worries, man. Well, hey, thanks, uh, thanks for getting Blue Crew. I appreciate it. 
Okay, have a good one. All right, Bye. thanks. The next caller gets the fly racing stand, 702-586-7857. Can we I get... call in? I need a stand. I got a bike sitting over here leaning against did, the pole. Did you, like... did, you, did you get me a brake? <laughs> Look for a brake for my bike. I, I'm going to send you a picture of a brake. It's a factory Honda brake. I don't know what year it's from, though. Okay, um, I can tell by the hanger if you send it to me. I can yeah, probably tell so by the hanger. I'll send it to you. Okay, all right, send it over. I'm trying to put, put, figure out this Project 500 <laughs> thing. I'm putting on... Of different forks and a different front end on my 19950, and it's a fucking pain in the ass. So <laughs> perfect, um, perfect. Before I let you go, Dan, give me uh, give me your winners for Orlando. What are you What are you thinking? Colton Nichols and Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb, huh? Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. That'll be that'll be good. And uh, yeah, I think Colt. Uh, I think Colt gets this thing done. Overall, in, in my mind, anyways, I, I I like it. I think outside of that crash, he was gone last week too. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Christian and, and Jet and Joe are really the only yep. factory guys, right? Yep. Oldenburg, but uh, yeah, uh, I think that Colt's got this under control. I, uh, before I let you go, one more thing. I wrote in my column this week about riders on RaceRx Online. I wrote in my column about riders that have exceeded my expectations, met my expectations, or underperformed my expectations. Just mine, no, nobody else's. And I didn't write about Joe, and I got a couple of DMs about people that were like, you know, WTF about Joe and everything else. Because here's where I'm at. Like, he's better than last year. I, I would hope he's better, you know, just from another year. But but when everyone was healthy, he wasn't really close to a podium. And now he's riding really well, and I don't know. I'm completely out on Joe Schmoda as far as if this is legit improvement or not. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, he did get fourth at the first race when everybody was there. Yeah. So his he went 4-5-4-3-4-2, right? Yeah. So, I do think he's gotten better, but he hasn't showed in that heat race the other week. He actually did show some really good speed. I don't remember which race it was, but where he, where he had the crash and hit the tough blocks that jump out in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, he does he does seem to be improving. Just like last year, he learned quick. He podiumed the last outdoor. So I think Joe will get better. I, I think he is improving. I I do think he is a top top four guy right now. I think he's All the right. fourth best in the class though. Do you think it's enough for Mitch to hold on to him? Like, he's kind of a fifth guy, right? He was added late. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. we got to see how, how Seth does on the other coast and then how things play out. I, right. mean, it's, I think it's way too early to, to say that. Yeah, probably. All right, Dan. Well, thanks for coming on. Get an Athena. I appreciate it. Which Are you coming this weekend? You're, you're going to be there, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm at the rest of them. So, yeah, we'll do some mountain biking this week. All right. Sounds good, man. I'll talk to you. Thanks, Dan. All right. Thanks. All right. That's Dan Truman from Get and Athena. We got our stand winner, uh, people, so thank you to Fly Racing for doing that. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Next week we will be uh, no calls. We'll do it live from Orlando. Uh, I'll have a couple of guests, and we'll, we'll break down Orlando, too, in the upcoming West Series. So I want to thank the folks at Get. I want to thank the folks at Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Maxis, all on board with us, uh, and you people. Great calls today. Thanks to Parabinos and Truman as well. Marks? Yes. How did it feel? Uh, it's nice to be back in the chair. Yeah. Have a real producer over here. It's yeah. great. Yeah, Man, commanding I, I like the phones, it. right. I'm just going to keep saying that line, too. Okay. <laughs> you know he would. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's why. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. See you next week.